Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. The streak is over. I talk about the 27 to 20 loss to the Dallas Cowboys with the voice of the Washington football team, Bram Weinstein. Was Washington exposed? Just a bad day? Or was this all about attrition finally catching up to them? Perhaps it was a combination of all of the above because some a- some aspects were exposed. But the attrition is real and it was evident today as well against Dallas. But they also played poorly, especially on offense. And that can't continue if they want to indeed make the playoffs. You can follow Bram on Twitter at RealBramW and you can read my work on ESPN.com. Despite the loss, Washington would be in the playoffs if the season ended today. But it doesn't end today, so with four games left, they have a chance, but do they have enough left to get there? Bram and I discussed that as well. I like the way the defense played overall in this game. They held an explosive offense to 20 points, and Dallas scored 18 points overall off of turnovers. The scoop and score by the D, plus 10 points by the offense after interceptions, ran after turnovers and fumble. That's a bad recipe, and the problem is it could have been worse. But that's where the defense deserves credit. They're playing well, and that has become a strong foundation for Washington. The offense, though, remains a work in progress and has shown that if all is not going right in terms of the score or the run game, then it's difficult for them to succeed. But I'll get into all that with Bram. So here's my conversation with the voice of the Washington football team, Bram Weinstein. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Bram, we'll just start with this. Just a bad game, or were they exposed? Oh, whoo, that's a million-dollar question. Yeah. Um, How about that? I would, I would say, um, you know, going in, I thought, especially with the news of what was happening with the COVID stuff, with their ends on defense, um, you know, I, I thought this was going to be a pretty big task today Dallas is coming together they're not missing many people them missing Pollard was a big deal but you know they're not missing as many people as this team is and just kind of man for man that's a lot of firepower over there both sides of the ball really 
you saw it definitely early. Um, I would say this, like in Vegas, you know, I think one of the underrated things because they won was their line was getting pushed around a lot, especially yeah. by the ends. And I think there's just kind of only so much a group can take after a while. And I knew this one was going to be tough. You know, Gallimore coming back, Gregory coming back, Parsons is lighting people up. They're a very good, extremely aggressive front seven. And this team couldn't handle them early in the game uh, to the point where, you know, we, we had what was the worst case scenarios, injuries mm-hmm. and, and turnovers that turned into scores. So it was the double whammy of all double whammy. So I, I don't know if like exposed is the right word for it other than maybe the result of the attrition attrition. Yeah. I think, I think attrition played a humongous, humongous role in the start. Um, but like, you know, like they have throughout the year, they fought, I, I kind of get a feeling, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but I kind of got the feeling that Dallas literally took their foot off the gas and kind of thought that Washington would not put up the fight that they did late third quarter into the fourth, which made it interesting. But more than anything, in the money part of the you know first two and a half to three quarters, Dallas was and really should have been based on personnel, the dominant team. Right. And, and the exposed part, and I'll say this, I thought the defense played pretty well. All things considered, you know, with the, the turnovers that, you know, you, you, you get a, a fumble return for a touchdown um, and the, again, turnovers. And so they were always put in a bad spot. So I thought they actually, and, you know, Zeke Elliott didn't hurt them. Dak Prescott didn't really hurt them. No receiver had more than 61 yards receiving yeah. for Dallas. So the exposed part to me was more on offense. And it's, and I guess it's more, I guess maybe what we saw were more of the limitations that shine that were, that were shining through with Taylor Heineke. He's not a guy that's going to carry you. We know that if the run game is not working. So I think you, like you said, with the line, you saw a lot of penetration by Dallas. The quickness I felt like was a big deal. The linebackers I felt like were just sitting on that run and they were going to attack the run and let them try and throw. They didn't care. So I, you know, that's where to me, you know, I, I, you know, exposed maybe is wrong. I think it was a bad game and it was maybe a bad matchup in hindsight for this front. And you know, we didn't know what Dallas was going to have, what, what they were going to look like when these guys all came back. And, and they looked really good. And Micah Parsons is really good. Um, but I also I, I do wonder with Taylor, though, because, you know, when you look ahead to next year, he's done a really good job in this four game stretch. But it's when they've been in control of games and was today a day where you say, OK, this is a reminder that going forward, you've got to try and find somebody better. Or do you still give them say, let's let's see how it finishes out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a couple things today. Like, I really do believe, um, and I think you agree with this, that it's not just who you play, but it's when you play them. Absolutely. Um, and and if they had played Dallas two weeks ago, or even even the last, last th- even the last Thursday, which if you go back and watch that Saints game, frankly, they moved the ball up and down the field with a limited passing game at best. If it wasn't for the big tilty plays that occur mm-hmm. with Dallas this year, go look at Dallas's ranking, like defensively they're willing to really gamble they will bring a tremendous amount of heat they know they're exposing outside of digs a very weak secondary on the back end and they're willing to play this way to give up big plays on the other side of it they make big plays and so it goes both ways with them had they caught them a couple of weeks ago before they had gotten healthy healthy I'm not so sure that they would have made this the amount of plays that they made today couple that with the injuries that are just piling up in such a ridiculous manner on Washington. And I mean, frankly, like 
the fact that they lost today is not that much of a surprise it's not, to me. It's not. It's not. It really isn't. And like Dallas is kind of rounding into form. There are a couple of things, you know, about them, honestly, if you really want to talk about it, that I thought were exposing of them, which is Dak doesn't run particularly well. Oh, right now. Um, this is not a surprise, but Zeke Elliott's got a big name, but maybe it's the injuries. He doesn't have a lot of lateral movement. He's a very was, straight ahead runner. They did that. I don't think burst. they were afraid of him today, Bram. No. And like, even like when they thought they had the game in hand, they were sitting him. Mm-hmm. They were playing Corey Clement because they didn't really want to play him. So, you know, Dallas's offense right now is not nearly as explosive as it, you know, likely could be with the names and the people that they have out there. Sure. But defensively, this turned out to they be a very bad they do. And it really, I just think today, two weeks ago, I think we would have had a very different conversation when I'd been like exposed, but just based on the matchup, they had wave after wave of very good athletic defensive front players against a very beat up team. I just think it was advantage Dallas and, and good on them. They took advantage of it. They came after them. They didn't sit back. They didn't wait for anything. And they made plays and their defense of all things won the game today for them. And, and right. And that's why I say, like, I think, I think the defense is what stood out to me and the, 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 the playmaking ability of Micah Parsons in particular. Um, but it's not just him. I think they put a lot of pressure on and those defensive backs can just sit on some routes. And you saw that time and again, and, and Heineke needs to do a better job when he's in those situations of not throwing it up for grabs. Got lucky yes. on several plays. That's yes. where that's the stuff that, and that's why I say, like, and I guess when I talk about exposing, but that's where, like, with Taylor, it was again, his limitations go on display when they're not able to control the ball. And I think what surprised me the most, Bram, is that they weren't able to establish a run game at all because you know, there are a lot of these guys were similar to what they faced last year in Dallas and teams have run on Dallas. Now I know they haven't had that D line set together for a while. So that's part of the factor here, but I still thought they would have run the ball a little bit better, but when they couldn't do it early, then it just, it got away from them. And they're not capable of catching up to teams. And I think that goes back to some of that attrition and some of that is just the offense they have. They're not equipped to play from behind for, and, and be able to, to come back like that. You know, I I think like people are going to look at the beginning of the game and wonder, you know, that they got away from what was working for them because they they tried to come out and throw the ball actually a lot. I think they tried to catch Dallas off guard. It didn't work. Um, They were getting a tremendous amount of pressure. And it's funny because really after the Vegas game, one of my big takeaways was Vegas was fooled by nothing about what they did. Nothing. So like I think some self-scouting and some tendency breaking was necessary. And they came out and were not in same tendencies. It just didn't work. And then the run game just wasn't there. And all of a sudden, things started going sideways. And this was the first time, not the first time this year, but the first time this year that regularly Heineke was putting the ball in really bad spots. He was very, very lucky that he did not throw a number of interceptions. I mean, this could have been a five, six turnover game for them today if there weren't a couple of like one pass. He threw one pass where there were five Cowboys around one yeah. Washington receiver. So I don't know what he was really looking at. So like, it's funny because after last week I said, my takeaway was I really think they need to do some self scouting here because while they won, the Raiders were all over them. They were fooled by nothing and they did. And they there did were, change their tendencies and it just really did not. So good on the cow. I, I want to give the Cowboys credit here. I mean, I think their defense played really well against Washington today, but there, I will say though, in the run game, there were definitely times where they got the Raiders 
guessing or, or causing him to hesitate because of the motion, because of the action of the tight end blocking. I didn't see a lot of that today at all. I didn't see them falling for that at all. And I couldn't, I didn't see any push at all as well. And so again, then they were in the key in that four game streak, 27 to 58 third downs were third down and four or less today. I don't think they had any third down and four or less oh. unless it was late, unless it was late in the game. And, but in the, in the, you know, for most of it, it was third and five or worse and usually around third and 10. So that's just a hard way for this team to live right now. What do you think they have left? I mean, because now, you, listen, they got four games left. They're still in the playoffs right now if it ended today, and they yeah. still have a chance. So what do you what do you think they have left moving forward? There's a, It's been a lot of player losses. It is. Um, there's a lot of attrition, obviously. I, I don't think the Eagles are significantly better than them, though, and I don't think the Giants are either. No. So the opportunities are right in front of them, obviously. And then, I, I you know, listen, I really do appreciate how much fight they showed at the end of the game. I think it matters. I mean, I really do think that matters um, because they could have laid down. I think Dallas was acting like they were going to put in these jumbo packages with a backup center as a fullback just to run the ball and run clock, not even with Zeke Elliott. Like right. they were assuming Washington was, was done for the day. And that that was all that they were going to have to deal with. So, you know, for me, like, I don't think anything's over here. I'm glad they showed a lot of fight. I do think they have way, 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 way too many injuries. But that doesn't mean they can't beat teams like the Eagles and the Giants. They can't end up in the playoffs. Anyway. Right, right. And, and I agree with that. And what do you think of what do you think the impact was today? Not having Casey Tuhill, James Smith Williams, both late ruled out late in the last 24 hours with COVID. What do you think the impact was there? This kind of goes back to, there's just far too many inexperienced people. And I know that everyone likes to yell last man, next man up and all this stuff. And I'm like watching this going like, yeah, but these guys have like never played. I know. <laughs> it know? makes a difference. Like, it was looking, I was looking at a preseason roster. And while I know, listen, they like Shaka Tony and they think he can bring a lot of juice and they like this guy, Rutimi and, you know, I, you know, William Bradley King was a draft pick of theirs, so he's getting an opportunity. You know, these are not the people you're expecting to lean on in December. No. So I just think in the end, like this turned out to be a really bad day to play Dallas. You know, it really was. Again, we go back two weeks ago. I really don't know what the result would have been if they had played them then. Well, you know, you know, it's funny, Brad, because. Landon Collins talked about that. Well, it's the next man up league. I said, but what, and I even asked him what happens when the next man up is the next man up, you know, like you keep getting to those, that next man up. And it's at some point there is a natural decrease of talent. And, you know, his point was, and this is one thing I think the staff has done pretty well, which is rotate guys in throughout practice. So you get used to playing with different guys and you get, you guys get used to being, in different with different groupings and all that. And they get used to, you know, some of the lesser guy, the lower end guys will play in some of those with the, some of the first units and some, some snaps. So that helps. But the bottom line is that there's a drop off from young and sweat to Smith Williams and two Hill. And then there's drop off in talent and experience to the next guys. And I think some of those guys are going to be interesting to watch develop, but they're not there right now. And they can't, you know, and, they were going to use a lot of five D line packages. And that, that really, I think impacted that. And I don't think it was the difference of the game. Cause I don't think it was the defense's fault today, but it was just another thing that went wrong for them before this game. I, I think this is still like, I know it's a loss. I'm not trying to apologize for them, you know, but like, I still think this is the Testament to, if you're wondering, is Ron Rivera coaching this team? Well, I think he is like, mm -hmm. 
they show a lot of resolve. They show a lot of fight. They have a lot of backup players that are playing right now. They have a lot of injured players playing right now. They're on their third quarterback. They're on their fourth kicker. They're on their fourth center. You know, they're on their like fifth, sixth, seventh defensive end. I mean, at some point you have to have a realistic expectation of what kind of performance you're going to get, especially when you're playing a team that frankly, in my opinion, if they really come into form might win the NFC, you know, like, that's who they played today. You know, who's a team that's healthy, that got their receivers back, that have that entire defensive line back, that really we're sitting there making a big deal of their backup running back being out. You know, like this team is missing eight starters, you know, like at some well, point, gonna, the attrition yeah. matters. And it's to be fair to them because like I oh, walked yeah. in going, this is going to be really, really, really tough to win this game. And they can't have the type of mistakes that they have. But they did. That's on them. Heineke made a couple of really bad plays, you know, and that's on him. And in the end, the result is not what they were looking for, but they still have a shot. They're still here and they're still showing resolve. And next week, obviously, I think is going to matter, matter, because they're going to have the same record as Philadelphia. The winner is going to be have a beeline towards the playoffs, and the other one's going to be in big trouble. Yeah, if they, if they, if they lose to Philly, they've got to win the next three to make the playoffs, and that's going to be very difficult. Um, but, you know, the, the, going into this game, I felt like they had a chance because you didn't know – like, I thought they'd be able to run the ball a lot better than they did. So I'd start there. If you, you know, But I also thought this could be a close – win or a blowout loss just because of what because I think so much was riding on how did Dallas look with all these guys coming back but when that when you found out that JD wasn't going to play McKissick yeah and you then you know the Montez Sweat thing and then it was James Smith Williams and Hill, and not again not that those two made the difference of the game because it was still about the offense but then at some point you do say like how much more can a team take Yes. And then and McLaurin goes out. And McLaurin that, goes that, out. Heineke now that point, goes at out. that point, at that point, <laughs> yeah. like they were down by a lot. That wasn't early, but you know, I think the center play is a big factor. I think it's a big deal. You know, I think it's going to be a tough one going forward. But I still like Philly does not have Dallas's line. No. So no, they, they don't. No. no, they don't. I mean, I, it, it's all still in play for them. It's all still there for them. Um, and you know, the question is who's going to be healthy to play the game really. And I think that's the biggest question this week is McLaurin going to be okay. Is Heineke the quarterback this week? If he's not, I mean, consider for a moment, well, Kyle Allen came in. They don't even have an emergency quarterback at this juncture because Logan Thomas is on IR. Like, I don't know who's backing up mm-hmm. Allen if he got hurt today. So well, there's yeah. a lot of questions about what's and going on now, here right now. And we talked to Heineke briefly after the game and he said, he's going to play next week. We'll see. He said the knee is fine. He felt like, his elbow got hit during a throw in the second quarter where he said that that was worse than the knee. So I think yeah. he feels pretty, he said he'll be ready for Philly, but we'll see what, and you know, the other thing that I thought was going to happen today was a bigger role for Curtis Samuel. And that did not happen. Yeah. That, Cause I, I, I heard that going in and maybe you heard the same thing that like, they felt like he's getting healthier and he's going to get ready and, and, and be a bigger factor. And that did not happen. No, that didn't happen. That's unfortunate. That's going to have to change for them. I mean, yeah, he's a big money player for them. He's available now. No more excuses. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's not 100%, but this is three weeks in a row he's played. Therefore, he needs to be incorporated more Correct. into the game plan. So, especially now, you know, with, if McKissick is out, then he's got to kind of have to be a Mr. Everything for them. You know, that that's, has to happen for yeah. them. And McKissick, so, yeah. 
yeah, that has to happen. I mean, you know, listen, I appreciate the next man up mentality of this. I appreciate that they're fighting really, really hard. I like that about them. I really do. They're not laying down for anybody. Like, I really appreciate it. But like man for man today, this is a really, really tough matchup. And it did not go their way in the end. Um, it doesn't mean that they can't win some of these sub games. If they can catch a little bit of a break and not keep losing play after play after right, player. Right. That was the concern I had when you lose to Logan Thomas, you got five games left. Somebody else is going to go down. And then somebody else did with Tyler Larson and then McCorn with the concussion. Now maybe they get McKissick back this week off his concussion. He did practice in a limited role last week and he was seemed to be running around well, but with concussions, it's always tricky. So you never know what happens or how a guy wakes up on a Saturday will could, you know, be dramatically different than how he woke up on Thursday or Wednesday. And that's all things. Um, a couple more things. Antonio Gibson, level of concern with the fumbles. Pretty high. Um, they, they don't have, like, listen, they've been winning these games 17 to 15. They're in one-score games all the time. They're not an explosive offense. You know, they don't have the capability like Dallas or Tampa Bay or Kansas City to have these 31, 38, 40-point outputs. I think we know that. So he can't make these mistakes and his have been devastating. Like a few weeks ago, they were the ones that happened in the red zone when they're going into score. This one took all of the air out of the balloon. I mean, they really, they had an opportunity to try to get back into the game. And that was a devastating, devastating play. Um, You know, obviously it's, it's a huge deal. The problem is, you know, like without McKissick out there, there's not a lot behind him. And I, I could see this with, Ron Rivera, where do you go? Like, even if you wanted to send a message to him, you still need players that can perform for you and that can make plays. And there's, I mean, what are you going to go to? Jonathan Williams now, who's, who's no, been on your practice squad for a week? You know, like, I mean, at some point, there's nowhere else to turn. So I think he did the right thing today. He benched him for whatever, a series. Put him back out there because he needs them. He needs they these need guys him. to understand. They need him. Yes. They need him down. They're not going anywhere if they don't play him down the stretch. And, and, you know, so he's there. What they have to do is keep preaching. You've got to control. You've got to take care of the ball. What'd you think of the call on Kyle Allen late the fumble? I think it was the right call. Did it not yeah. look like it to you? I mean, no, I, thought, I, think, I think it looked the, like. I think the referees got it right. I mean, you know, I, I, God, if DeAndre yeah, Carter makes that catch on well, the play the before, oh my God! That I mean, I don't throw. know what would have happened. I don't know what would have happened if that one happened. But like, no, I think I think the call was right. It didn't look like it was wrong. So you know. I thought Allen and my, tried to get rid of the ball and he didn't, and it looked like a fumble to me. My initial when it when it first happened live, I thought, oh, that's gonna be overturned. And then when I saw it in the replay, and you can see the ball coming out before his arm goes forward. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. The big a big play in that fourth quarter was Carter not catching that ball. And that was a perfect, that was a well-thrown ball, too. It's a shame. Yeah, that, that I mean, it was you. a moment. You know, this in this game, I came in with a couple of things. One, we'd hope they'd run the ball because you just want to keep Dallas's offense on the sideline for as much as possible and get into a rock fight with these guys like they've been with everybody else and see if it gets tight on Dallas. But the other side is you know that they are a very aggressive team. They're going to bring a lot of pressure. And outside of digs, their secondary is really susceptible. And I was hoping they'd be able to dial up some plays down the field. They took a couple of right. shots early. I think they were looking at it like they did try one at Brown early. They did try a couple others early, but the protect the protection broke down so fast. Right. Was, you know, he had no chance. He had to get through the ball he, quick. He had no chance. So, you know, I think I think they were looking at it this way and it just fell apart. And then they tried to go back to running the ball and they were incapable of it. And then all right. of a sudden it's cascading the wrong way because it's not just that they're unproductive, they're having tilt plays like fumble return touchdown, interception right. after a turnover, you know, like that's 
that's where it all went wrong. And that's where Dallas is having a lot of success. They, it's not that their defense is overly overpowering. It's they make these almost offensive-like plays. plays. Yeah, yeah. they, like they have offensive big, plays. Like yeah. Micah Parsons is a major, major playmaker, and and that's that separates them from. And then they have other good players so around on that line. So right, right. and, and I like so this right, absolutely. I, I like this. I mean, you know, like I kept thinking all along when I was watching Diggs. I'm like, oh, this guy really, he's he's really, you know, I, I don't know what to make of this number that he had. He was outstanding today. Yeah, I mean, he was no, he was really good. He was not beat once. He was all over people. He could have had a couple interceptions, and the Cam Sims play over him was just a miraculous a catch. It's awesome. Yeah. And I yeah. and I love what Cam Sims does. And and on your radio show, if you remember on Friday, I think I did say that Cam Sims would get one deep, but they tried one the Brown too. So but I, but I like, that's, I, I that's love, what I thought had to happen here. Yeah, I mean, no, I, and I love they, what Cam Sims figured, offers. Yeah. I figured they had to put digs on McLaurin. I'm sure that's what he wanted, that he mm-hmm. wanted that matchup. And it's the other side of the field. Two weeks ago, this guy, Anthony Brown had four PIs called on him. Of course right. they need to target him. Right. But if you can't protect, you don't have the time to throw it down the field. And, and I'm sure those... they wanted to take some shots. They just weren't, there was not enough time to do it. And then clearly Heineke got rattled because he was putting the ball in real major dangerous spots there at one point where even before he got hurt you could make a case that it was time to make a change for the sake of making a change that was as bad as we've seen him that was as bad because even the five the one where you said he was surrounded by five guys the play before there were three guys there yeah and and it was even it was almost as dangerous and then the next play is like that's even worse but yeah that was not his best game at all what I don't want to do Bram is start to overreact to what we see with this team because what we've learned this year is that they always seem to bounce back. And I don't, you know, and I don't see why they can't bounce back from this one. It's just more the attrition. And the thing that I kept thinking about the last several weeks is how many more losses can they take? And I guess we'll find yeah. out. But I don't, I just think that this team has shown a lot this year where I'm like, and same with Heineke, these are the kind of games where he bounces back if, if they run the ball well then he can bounce back, but they have to start. They have to run the ball well and control the clock. Otherwise it just makes it really tough on this, on this offense. So it's, I keep thinking back to the the Denver game, the new Orleans game were the ones that really got away from them, you know, that, yeah. that they could have had. And yeah. this, I, if they had won those, this two, game, the better or, team or at least one of them. Yeah. Yeah. If they had won either one of those or both of those, I would just be looking at this like, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, guys, because you caught us at the right time to catch mm-hmm. us. But because the hole was dug so deep, it's made everything so perilous. And yep. now they're in a situation where I fully anticipate that Dallas is going to win the division and the only yes. road in is the wild card. And that makes these two games against Philadelphia absolutely wow. enormous. Yep. All right, Bram, on that note, we'll wrap it up and we'll talk again after the game in Philadelphia. All right, see ya. Thanks, Bram. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Bram for joining me and thank you, as always, for listening. I'll be back with another episode Tuesday night as we start turning the page from this loss. Talk to you next time.